0: Welcome to our Breaking Bias podcast, our Deloitte podcast about diversity and inclusion. We are Moni and Ali You you of this podcast. Thank you for listening to us. Today we are talking with Dr. Elizabeth Dennison. Elizabeth, thank you for taking your time talking with us about this important topic. Most welcome. I'm looking forward to it. So I will do a quick introduction about you, Elizabeth. You are a member of the executive board of Deloitte Germany, as chief people officer you are responsible for the development and implementation of the people strategy for Deloitte Germany and you lead the HR and talent organization as labor director. Internationally, you represent Deloitte Germany and DCE in Deloitte Global Executive Talent Council. You are a trained software engineer with a university degree in international business and a master's degree in financial economics. You hold a PhD in economics and sociology from the University of Linz. You have over 25 years of international professional experience in finance, strategy, people and transformation, which is really impressive, I think. And before joining Deloitte in 2007, you worked in banking for many years, including several years in Hong Kong. Singapore and New York. Thank you for the kind introduction. A lot of diversity in my in my CV.
1: A warm welcome also from my side, Elizabeth. Let's start. Many people think that diversity and inclusion means gender equality or women empowerment only. But as you know, it is much more than that. That is why our first question Brings us to especially this topic. What is diversity and especially inclusion, really, from your standpoint?
2: Mm, it's a good question. It's actually a statement that I like to repeat also in general terms for our colleagues at Deloitte. Diversity is a fact, inclusion is a choice. So what do I mean by that? So diversity is a fact means diversity is all around us, right? So you are different from me and I'm different from from Moni and we're all different people with our own characteristics and experiences and everything that, you know, we are makes us unique. And inclusion is the way we bring these differences to bear, how we can create an environment where we can really live our strengths and where we create innovative teams by bringing together all our different strengths. And that's a good way to look at diversity and inclusion because it makes very clear that diversity is not about gender. It's also not only about culture background or age. It is much more. It's about cognitive diversity too. So, um Definitely a good question and I think what we all need to work on is the inclusion part because diversity, as I said, is a
0: fact. We found a great quote on our Deloitte internet here. So diversity, inclusion are the variety of people and ideas within a company and the creation of an environment in which people feel involved, respected, valued, connected and able to bring their authentic selves For example, their ideas, backgrounds, perspectives through the team and to the business. So what is your personal opinion on this quote? Why do you think in this it uh, is particularly important that we focus on more diversity and inclusion in society and in the business world? And my last question, which added value does it create for companies? Yeah, we'll start with the last question,
2: Moni, because the added value is what really makes the business case. You know, diversity is what drives innovation and success. And there are numerous studies, also done by Deloitte, but many other think tanks too. And studies prove that companies with more diverse leadership, for example, are more successful. Uh, They are less prone to risks and failure. They're more creative. And if you look at your own teams and just in a smaller world, you know, the more diverse the people are that you work with, the more innovative and the more progressive you can be. Because different experience, different training, a different cultural background just means that you look at things differently. So, again, what I said earlier in terms of diversity... Not just gender, but everything that makes you cognitive different. So, in uh, business chemistry terms, if that is uh, something that you recognize, it could be a driver or a guardian, an integrator <laughs> or a pioneer, uh, working together to create the next idea. And I think that's what we should all work on, and that makes the business case for companies.
1: Thank you, Elizabeth. Uh, I'm very happy that you just mentioned uh, the business chemistry that we have at Deloitte. Uh, by yeah. the way, I have already I've already uh, done a podcast on this also, so we can share <laughs> okay. it with you also.
0: You, you can guess what I, I am. I think you're driver pioneer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> well, <Same> most here. <laughs> HR uh, uh,
2: professionals are integrators, which makes it really interesting for me and my team. So. Uh, oh, cool perspectives.
1: so let us share with you what we are actually we both are pioneer driver right
2: yeah yes you're cutting edge pioneers must be so who is the guardian who is taking care that we are not getting <laughs> too far ahead of ourselves
0: <laughs> i uh, think nobody
2: <laughs> oh, okay not well, in then this let's case. go
1: <laughs> good then let's move on to the next question However, this topic of diversity and inclusion has also been generating debates in society, politics, and above all, as you know, in the business world for several decades. So my question again is, what is your personal opinion here? How has this debate accompanied you personally on your developmental path? And finally, why did it get so much importance just now?
2: That's a really good question. And as you've seen from my CV, so Moni was so kind to introduce me. I've actually, so I'm Austrian by birth, but I spent a lot of years, many years in, in Asia, in Singapore, Hong Kong, then in USA, in New York, before I came to Germany in 2007, I joined Deloitte. And so for most of my first part of the career, the first 10 to 15 years, I was actually a foreigner. I was young and I was female. and. To be totally honest, I never felt that, not in Asia, not in New York. I was an investment banker, so we had these morning meetings, and we sat at the table with who has which trading ideas, and it didn't matter whether you're 65 or 35 or black and white or female or male. You had a good idea. It was a good idea, and if you had a bad idea, if you had too many bad ideas, you're thrown out, and and it was a, a much more inclusive environment, and I never thought about it because it was there. And then I came to Germany and I was shocked to be totally planned. I mean, this is now 13 years ago and a lot has changed. But I was shocked by the homogeneity of the leadership teams, of the society. Um, I mean, the first I felt was on Sunday. I wanted to do my shopping because I'm working all week. I put the kids in the car and I drove up and I was like, everything's closed. How can this be? I was used to it. Sunday was my shopping day in New York. So this was the first realization. The doctors' appointments were not possible because they were just during working hours. Later in school, the day the days where you can actually talk about the parents' day, it's all during the working hours. In, in, in my previous experience, this was different. So I realized that there is, there is something to do. And so you're asking me why has it taken such a weight? Because then with Deloitte, in my career, I progressed, as you've said, and I took on responsibilities for talent. Now I'm the uh, chief people officer. And one, I mean, I have many priorities, of course, to be an attractive employer, to install digitalization, very efficient processes. We need to be a progressive, forward-thinking, growing company. But one of the uh, priorities for me is also diversity. We as a company need to do our part to change this way of thinking and habit in uh, what I think is a quite backward thinking society
0: still. So as we are now talking about the companies, let's talk about business and diversity inclusion in the corporate world. Diversity is the breeding ground for creativity and innovation, as you said before, Elizabeth. It improves overall corporate performance when employees feel respected, valued, and belong to the culture. So that's been statistically proven. Sounds good in theory and especially easy, but what about the practical implementation? How and especially when is an organization able to integrate diversity and inclusion? What prerequisites are needed here? So the first
2: step is that we need to break down stereotypes. I think we need to make people aware of their biases and it doesn't exclude even us. We have an unconscious bias lab which I'm not sure you've already experienced. It makes you realize that you're actually captive of this society and drawn to these biases as well and so uh, make yourself aware of that, make the leaders in the company aware of that, try to break down stereotypes and counteract them. So to create an inclusive culture for me is really starting with societal change that we can also foster within our company, breaking stereotypes, being role models, and just showing that diversity is a fact.
1: Elizabeth, as you know, we are doing this podcast not only for us and uh, for our employees, but of course also to influence people who are willing to invest in diversity and inclusion outside of our company. So let's assume that a company out there has actively decided to take on this challenge like Deloitte is doing. Are there any learnings or tips and tricks you can share with us on how other companies can just get
2: started? yeah sure it starts with yourself always right so you need to create a culture where everyone is respected and valued how do you do that tone at the top is really important the leadership needs to be behind this needs to speak up on it needs to be open for feedback and also accept views different from their own then i said earlier no the bias and the unconscious bias and the stereotypes such a hindrance often to diversity and inclusion so make yourself aware of that unconscious bias labs and helps really to break that collaboration diverse teams we had this know, in the company try really to encourage your leaders your team leads your managers to create diversity in their teams be it from the hiring stage on, look at diverse team hirings to uh, putting teams together for projects. Always look, who is actually doing this project? Who is on my team? Is it diverse enough? Do I have different opinions? People that would challenge maybe something, but also some that can understand what the uh, structures are that we're trying to change. So it's all of that. I think above all, we need to have a sense of belonging. So companies need to work on their culture It needs to be an appreciation to work in an environment where you can be yourself. You have to be comfortable. So, speak up is an important value that we have established at Deloitte. And it's not just about your own behavior, but you have to also speak up if you see behavior in others that does not encourage an inclusive environment.
1: So, I summarize raise awareness, encourage collaboration, build up a diversity and inclusion culture. Elizabeth. How can other companies convince their entire organization, especially the leadership, to get started with diversity and inclusion initiatives?
2: We talked about this already, right? That's a business case. It's proven. We have, the, we have facts. So we don't even need to appeal to the good sentiment. We need to just look at the hard fact. Innovation And that's something we all need. Every company in this uh, VUCA world, VUCA, you know, the volatile and certain and complex and ambiguous world that we live in, needs agility and needs diversity. So you need to invite these people from different experience fields, from different cultures, from different Ages, by the way, age is for me also a discrimination factor that in Germany with those silos and the hierarchy that we are used to, you always look to the old ones to tell you what's right. Maybe we have to do the other way around and look to our young generation to tell us what's right. Or at least we need to invite their opinions and views. By the way, at Deloitte, that's an interesting fact. If you take out the partner level, our average age is, guess I think something about 28 or 25, I don't know. Actually, 29. Wow. It's, it's below 30. That's the average age of our employees. So, you know, this is why this is the generation we need to invite to shape the future. And agility is being able to embrace uncertainty, ambiguity, and develop a view and a vision and a strategy for the future. And to do that, it's just a given that you need diversity. So I think the business case for corporates and for every leadership, I think, is so obvious if we just remind ourselves.
0: I really loved what you said that, uh, first of all, that we are the young generation and the people uh, or the older generations have to listen to younger ones. Because I think without this connection or the communication between these two generations, it's so difficult to to be, I don't know, successful in business, uh, to do great things, make an impact, have great innovations. And I think that's a really, really good point that for more diversity and the younger generation is more diverse, in my opinion, uh, it's very important that these generations just talk to each other and and make great things. It just empowers me to do or do do things more with even more power in future and you should and and, and it's fun and yeah. being part of a diverse team is much
2: more fun than being part of a very uh, monotonous group
0: i think it it's a, exactly. actually a driver or pioneer thing that we don't love monotony and we just like it if there are changes and there's so much going on it's just a thing of our business chemistry <laughs> okay <laughs> So when we are talking about the implementation, we encounter various difficulties here. Convincing people can be, as you may know, very time-consuming and, of course, demotivating. So let's talk about retrospectives, challenges and mistakes. How can we ensure that diversity inclusion is exemplified and does not remain just theory? Well, role
2: models we talked about already, right? Each of us is needed. So we need to work uh, on how we do all the things we just talked about. We need to be a role model in the company, but also at home. I think that the way we live our lives is seen by by the people around us and makes it change. It makes a difference for those who see that. So bring that experience, create inclusive environment but not making the mistake of trapping into the stereotype issue, counteract that very directly, talk to your team about it. I think what we've done at Deloitte by introducing unconscious bias lab or the gender bias check for promotions, for example, these are all things that, you know, as we introduced them, we started to see real change, not by the institution itself, but by raising the fact to the table. And so I like the fact, for example, that we have a lot of nationalities at Deloitte in Germany, I think 99 Uh, different nationalities wow so it's, it's something that we can actively promote and then we can show in our own little world in our teams that it's possible and as I said it's for me it's actually more than just the company thing it's your personality right and you have to be authentic and that means that you also have to live that these values in your private life
0: and what would you say? What is the biggest challenge to implement a DNI program if we're talking to other companies or if you want to be an inspiration for other companies, for example? Do we have an example from Deloitte? The biggest challenge is a
2: mindset, right? As I said in the VUCA world we need an agile mindset. Agile mindsets are not easily created, a culture is not easily changed, especially if the whole society around you is also bucked down in that uh, stereotype thinking. So the challenge is the speed. Maybe that's a driver thing again. It doesn't go fast (laughs) enough, in my opinion. Um, But you can obviously accelerate that by being very uh, vocal about it, by having programs like you now have, you know, this podcast, we're doing a lot of things, as I said, in terms of recruitment, development, Uh, we need to be, I think, including it in the client work in that we have always... a point of view on diversity and inclusion in our teams and in our project work. So for every company it will be slightly different depending on the on their business model and, and their uh, pyramids and their management structure, but I think we cannot give up on it, we need to just keep driving.
1: Elizabeth, how do you motivate the leadership especially the middle management. In German, we have a very nice wording for it, the Lehmschicht or the Lehmschicht, but also the employee, not only to adapt to this change, but also to help to make this change
2: possible, to elevate this change. You're absolutely right. Middle management is so key. So we talked about tone at the top. That's very important. We talked about the young generations So the employees, uh, you know, but they have the DNA of diversity almost born in. So what is exactly what you're saying? The focus should be on middle management. It's those direct team leads, the managers that really can help create that culture of inclusion. And so focusing on that layer is a very good idea. Of course at totally the top is where it starts but uh, leadership trainings are essential and so one of the things that we do for example as you know are uh, these milestone programs that we also have at our deloitte university which is a great place to come together and develop yourself as leaders one of the big themes is of course leadership in terms of diversity inclusion, but also remote leadership. By the way, another huge transformation that we're all going through in the new world of work is diverse teams, but not just diverse, but also remotely distributed. So all these things um, are leadership issues that our team leads are confronted with, and we need to help them uh, grow into this. And this this is exactly right. The, The most important focus to change a culture is at that layer.
0: Thank you, Elizabeth. It's really interesting to talk to you about this topic and to understand where we are in in this journey. So, and on which process we are. In my opinion, or in our opinion, as one of the big four companies, and of course as a global company, we have to be a role model for society, other companies, and above all for policymakers, maybe, who really exemplify D and I. So, can you tell us where Deloitte stands regarding DNI at national, European, and international level? What measures have we taken so far? What initiatives have been launched? Huge question, Moni. I'm going another <laughs> half hour. But let's.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah, we're doing so much. This is good. But let's, <laughs> let's put it in structure. What's, what's the umbrella for it all? It's all in. That's what we call our D&I program, It's all in. And what does that stand for? It means we are all in an environment that is inclusive and that allows us to be ourselves. We started when we launched all in a few years back, of course, with the topic of female leadership and gender diversity, equal pay. All these are things that are still going on. And as I mentioned earlier, Germany seems to be a bit of a backwards in that transition. So. Still a lot of focus, of course, on those topics, but of course, there's much more, as we've today discussed, to all in, LGBT communities, huge thing. Um, how do we really create environment where you can be authentic and you can actually be yourself without fearing to be stereotyped? The other new aspect, of course, is Black Lives Matter uh, movement. That is not so much a thing here in Germany, but is huge for Deloitte globally. So cultural diversity as well. And then another thing that has crept up is mental health. Mental health now doesn't seem to be a diversity inclusion topic by itself, but it is because a lot of things that we discussed, if they're not there, if the inclusive culture is not there, if you cannot be yourself, it creates mental problems for you and your staff. So really focus on these issues. And we have so many great programs that Deloitte Global is doing. And we are greatly advanced in some of our nations that have different challenges. Of course, all of us in the world facing different cultural backgrounds, different stages of development in those different areas. So we pick to focus on some of the things more than others. But in general, I think we're driving on all those issues of diversity. And I'm very proud of that. And we have a lot of eminence that we are creating and studies we are doing and collaboration with other companies on these topics.
1: Thank you very much, Elizabeth, and thank you for sharing this insight with us. Uh, it's good to, to see you. how much Deloitte is doing in this case. Last but not least, at the end of each podcast episode, we want to hear something personal from you. So my next question is, how do you live diversity and inclusion in your daily business? What are your personal tips and how can each employee or each human being outside of our organization contribute to a better diverse world, diverse culture in his or in her daily business?
2: So I think, you know, we've discussed this in this podcast and you've introduced, I've got quite an international background. So that helps because I don't actually see different people, genders or skin colors. What counts for me really are the strengths of each individual. One or the other is communicative. Um, one can handle numbers. Now, as we are in this remote work uh, world, one likes to work late and the other is uh, productive in the morning. So all this, I try to give uh, space and bring the team together to you know work according to their strengths and preferences and help us that we all together can be more successful. How I think I would do.
1: Thank you very much for taking your time in joining us today. I think I can speak on behalf of both of us, Anemone and me, when I say that it is both an honor and a pleasure to have you speak today on our Deloitte Breaking Bias podcast on diversity and inclusion. Thank you very much for being our guest today, Dr. Elizabeth Dennison, executive board member of Deloitte Germany. Thank, Thank
2: you very you, much, Elizabeth. Thank you. Thank you, Alireza. Thank you, Monique,
0: very much. Thank you also and from just, my side. I really love your mindset. You're such an inspirational woman, and I'm a really big, big fan. <laughs> Thank you, Moni. So I'm also
1: happy to get to know you and to see your engagement in this topic. So. That would probably not be the last time we're talking about these things. Thank
2: you very much. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> and we need to pick on, as you said, so many different inclusion topics. And uh, we just touched you know what's all part of this. We can deep dive in so many of these issues.
1: Thank you very much. I have an, a final message to our valued listeners. If you find this episode interesting, then please feel free to share it with your network. You can find us on Spotify, on SoundCloud and on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate your feedback. Thank you very much. Looking forward to have you with us in the next episode in the next month. Thank you and bye bye. Bye.